When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi Anna. Hi Andrew. Hey everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary Stories, stories to, tell, to in the tell, pod. tell in the Pod. It's a podcast about scary stories and tales of the glories of Christmas as long, long ago, primarily. That's true. All, all year round, it's a Christmas-themed uh, horror <laughs> podcast. Um, so just try to keep that in mind. No, we, no. We're, we're here to bring you the message that spooky isn't seasonal, just because mm-hmm. all, the, all the pumpkins are giving way to... What what's the winter gourd? Uh, a pine cone? Uh, yeah, pine cone. Like, yeah. <laughs> Help! Time to carve the pine cones. <laughs> I'm making pine cone soup. <laughs> These are things that we say, or could say, or do say um, on our podcast, and it's it's um, we uh, started. My uh, Andrew and I are friends. We both love the scary stories to tell in the dark books. And therefore, we tell each other scary stories um, over the phone. He lives in L.A. I live in New York. And it's a comedy podcast. And we're very important. Did I cover everything, Andrew? I think so. Right. We're both running for president. and We need your votes. I always forget that I'm running for president. <laughs> it's so easy to forget. Oh, boy. How was your Thanksgiving, Anna? Um, it was really nice. I uh, went home. Uh, my boyfriend, Jason, flew in. He met the whole... Ooh. The whole fam damily. Um, <laughs> we and then we went to a sort of a, a Thanksgiving reprise out east on Long Island, uh, where uh, there was sort of a dog battle royale um, <laughs> the entire time we were there. Um, Lady Bird doesn't like um, doesn't like dogs, um, and there was a dog there that really liked her. Oh, and it was, she went. Did she? She went ham on the dog. No, she went. She went ham on ham. <laughs> and um, no, there, it was my cousin's dog, Woogie, who's a very cute boy. Woogie, but wow. But he, um, he wanted to have a lot of sex with Lady Bird, and Lady Bird um, did not, did not recip. Um, <laughs> oh, so boy. It's, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Oh, um, but I'm glad you had a nice Thanksgiving with Jason. What yeah, a sweetheart. Yeah, it was good. Um. Yeah i i I went to our our friend Billy and Liz's for Thanksgiving for a friendsgiving, yeah. and um we had an amazing meal. Like everyone really brought their a game to the dishes they brought, and then we watched like three movies, <gasps> and each one was stranger than the last. Um, all of which I had seen before. I think What'd we you watched. Watch? Okay, I, they just got Disney Plus, so we were really like deep into it. Um, we watched The Rescuers, the original one. Is this, like, um, what is that? 
It's a 1970s animated movie about mice rescuing an orphan girl who's been kidnapped by a pawn shop owner named Madame Medusa, and she wants the little girl to get a diamond. It 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 is so much plot with very little action, and yet I still do love it. Wait, is this Rescuers Down Under? So Rescuers Down Under is a sequel. Can you believe? Wow. That, yeah. To me, that's sort of an inextricable linked phrase, but <laughs> it it makes no sense. Yeah. I, I'm I'm very touched by it. I First of all, um, uh, Geraldine Page is the voice of the villainess and is amazing. Like, it's a really great performance. But a very strange thing, you know, like popular music of the day works itself into all Disney movies. Yes. So in the na- in like the mid to late seventies, it was kind of like real low key, like bluesy, jazzy. Um, it reminds me all the music from it reminds me of the theme song to Taxi or Mash. Okay. And like it's just like tomorrow is another day. It's just like very quiet, soft music that I can't imagine a child sitting through. And yet I did, and I really did enjoy it as a kid. And then we saw the we watched the 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 new well not the new one. It's like twenty years old now, but the Lindsay Lohan, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis Freaky Friday. Yeah, I didn't realize that was a remake. Yeah, yeah. The original was uh, Jodie Foster and Barbara Harris, which is very fun. Wild. And and the the remake is very good. There is a real glaring, just whole problematic plot device that is just hard. Um, What's the hole? It's not a hole as much as it is just like a deeply, (laughs) a deeply rough portrayal of uh, the owners of a Chinese restaurant oh, who are love. magic and uh, oh, there's just some oh tough that's stuff right there. because it's a fortune cookie thing right although and it's one of those things where it's like both of the actresses who play the mother-daughter owners are like great and very funny and you just wish that like it was during a time it's embarrassing that this is like 2003 but it's like yeah just wish they had something more substantial to work with because they are clearly very talented folks and then we watched uh roger rabbit which was also very fun oh my god was it so hot did everyone start beating off to jessica rabbit <laughs> it was yeah it was horrifying everyone right when it happened gay straight queer <laughs> everyone was yeah it was horrible um and then we That's all had to great. leave in shame we all had to get into our lifts and ubers it's um, so hard when so friends hard. giving when they bring out the sexy cartoons that's a hard day um <laughs> also wait the rescuers thing i always say five goes west when i mean american tale because i forget that there's right it's sort of the same thing anyway you're that's to- just, yeah you're totally right that's just something i was thinking that that's just fine. something about me yeah <laughs> um, uh, so now thanksgiving's over and now done. like in fact yeah by the time this comes out it'll be thanksgiving who yeah, if her, it, a virtual who's he of Thanksgivings. Yes. Um, <laughs> but today's made, a Monday. It is fully a Monday, and I am going to be reading a story today. Well, damn. We love damn. that. And this one is from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark 3. Uh, the, the third of the three tales. No, no, wait. I'm sorry. I'm going to take that again. That made no sense. I've been up... So, I was in Las Vegas this weekend and I was up so late last night and truly my brain is short of the three tales. <laughs> uh, okay. So this story is from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark 3 and it is titled Footsteps. 
<gasps> no, it's scary. I'm scared. This one, this one's spooky. And a wintry, a wintry scary story. That's true. Mm-hmm. Liz was doing her homework at the dining room table. I just want to note, Liz is a very contemporary name, so this, this like pretty firmly fits it for me in like 1970s up, you know? Definitely, yeah. I think we're supposed to read this as like, we are Liz. Liz is us. Um, mm-hmm. We are doing our homework at the dining room table, which is where I did my homework. I don't know about y'all. Oh, yeah. But in your bedroom? Forget it. I got my side ponytail, my scrunchie. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm so picturing Liz, her like bouncing the eraser of her number two pencil on her notebook in a bored mm-hmm. way, which is how we in the 80s and 90s would portray a, a bored child. <laughs> so she's doing homework at the dining room table. Yes. Her younger sister, Sarah, was asleep upstairs. Their mother was out, but she was expected back any minute. I always thought this was kind of um, – I, I loved the idea of uh, – studying while everyone was asleep, which is as this was as a child. Now it sucks. But at the time I was like, Oh man, if I was like doing homework in a quiet house, like what a gag you, you would like, you would, was it like the um, transgression of being awake when others were asleep or was it like, okay. I think it was like that. And also there was like something chic about having something so important to study that you had to like study while your younger sister, your your like younger sibling was asleep. Oh yeah. Oh, there were so many times in seventh grade where I was like, I'm basically in med school. Like I, (laughs) I think I qualify to be a teacher now. (laughs) Uh, And their mother was out, but she was expected back any minute. A lot of questions about like, how old is Sarah? Why is their mother out? Like the timing of this, I'm immediately intrigued. There's a lot of allure here. I, I don't know if this is my um, sort of ingrained sexism, but I'm picturing Sarah's mother sort of on a bar holding a glass of wine going, woo! <laughs> like that's what she's doing. I'll be back soon, kids. When will you be back? Soon. <laughs> when the front door opened and shut, Liz called, hello, mama. But her mother didn't answer. Hello, mama. That is also that is painting a picture of their relationship, which I like. Yeah, like they're they're more friends than I don't know. Yeah, she's still delighted to hey, see mama. her. There's, a, there's an exclamation there. Or it's like your mean coworker who's like, "Hey, mama." Hey, mama. <laughs> and then I'm being like, "I'm either mom or mother." Yeah. Call me by my uh, first name, or don't call me at all. I'll be back <laughs> soon. Uh, okay, so the mother didn't answer, mm-hmm. and the f- and the footsteps Liz heard were heavier, like a man's. Who's there? She called. No one replied. She heard whoever it was walk through the living room, then up the stairs to the second floor. The footsteps moved from one bedroom to the other. Again, Liz called. Who's there? The footsteps stopped. Then she thought, Oh my God. Sarah is in her bedroom. I also was very scandalized by the fact that she said, oh, my God, in this moment. Really? Yeah. Taking the Lord's name in vain appears nowhere else in these books, I think. (gasps) And that was very um, engaging to me. Were you an oh, my gosh household? Yeah, we were an oh, my gosh household. Yeah, my my mom was pretty firm on no, oh, my gods. Even she also did not like the term frickin or freakin. Oh, of course not. Because she'd be like, I know what you mean. Which then is like, this is getting into thought policing. Liz ran upstairs to Sarah's room. Only Sarah was there, and she was asleep. Liz looked in all the other rooms, but found no one. Bless you. 
Thank you. She went back down to the dining room, scared out of her wits. Soon, she heard the footsteps again. They were coming down the stairs into the living room. Now they went into the kitchen. Then the door between the kitchen and the dining room slowly began to open. Get out! Liz screamed. Oh, our catchphrase. Oh, that's true. The door slowly closed. The footsteps moved out of the kitchen, through the living room, toward the front door. The door opened and shut. Liz ran to the window to see who it was. No one was in sight, nor were there any footprints in the fresh snow that had been falling. And that's the damn end. This one I find very spooky, and I can't put my finger on why. There's a lot of stories like this about, like, sounds or or specters traveling through a house um, and then there being no one there. But I don't know. There's something about the setup of the storytelling that I like a lot. Yeah. What what parts of the story chill your bones the most? Um, The concept of... Running upstairs and sh- like even just imagining checking every room for a person who you oh heard up there is yeah. very scary. Once you're at that point, I mean, like anytime I've had like dishes that I'm drying in the kitchen sort of collapse on each other when I'm in oh. bed with Ladybird, and we both sort of sit up and look at each other like, are you going to go? <laughs> um, once you're at the moment of like going to check, it's like. Either this is absolutely nothing or there's a full on murder or ghosts are real. And there's like, let's say scientifically speaking, a 1% chance that there's a murderer or ghost surreal. Mm -hmm. But you approach it with sort of the casualness of like, I'm probably overreacting. Yeah. I mean, I just got back to our apartment after being away for a weekend and Chris is coming back later. And I did check behind every door. Like I just do that instinctively. That's habitual for you? Yeah. I think there was, yeah, there's been, I mean, there was, um, our our building has like a Facebook group and people post comments and like oh. uh, a couple times the past week, uh, people have been posting like, well, there's a very aggressive man in the garage again. Keep an eye out. That's and right. That like, guy. Oh. Or you had a yeah. guy who was dressing like a security guard who wasn't one. It, I don't think I don't think it was that guy, although that is that was a very spooky <laughs> experience as well. Andrew. I know. I know. I think. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of there's, there's a, a lot, lot of problems. <laughs> You've got L.A. is a city full of people who pretend. That's true. That's true. And you know, you rub one of them. Whoops. You rub one of them the wrong way. Truly. Wow. My whole body forgot how to work. Oh my God. Somebody went to Vegas this weekend and had a fun time. It was very fun. It was very fun. Um, I will say we went to this, we went to the show last night that was called opium and it was sort of like an outer space burlesque show. And I screamed the whole time. And I think I like expelled so much brain energy over that hour and a half that I'm just like wiped out. You know what I mean? It's like I did Molly, oh. but but visually. You That's know? how I felt after the Westminster Dog Show. <laughs> oh, I screamed I and I laughed and I loved. Oh, those um, some of those images. Um, other scary thing about this to me. Uh, very spooky to watch a door slowly open and then slowly close. And then to have the forethought to run out and see who it was only to see no footprints. I mean, that's terrifying. Yeah. I remember wanting to be really afraid of this story as a kid and then feeling like, God, there's just like one element missing for me. And Mm. I guess it's that we never, 
see it. Although, you know what I would do is I would superimpose into the story in my mind that the illustration happened in the story. Yes. Yes. Do you want to say? The illustration is deeply frightening. Okay. This is one of my favorite illustrations, actually. It's real good. So it is from the perspective of someone looking up at their ceiling. Um, and out of the ceiling, which is shaded very dark, which is very unsettling, too, because it implies a lot of weird things about the lighting in this room. The the ceiling is so much darker than the walls themselves. Right. Um, are protruding two sinewy, horrible, uh, shoed feet. The shoes are like very clear in the image, but they're stretched like skin over the whole thing as though a person is like slipping through some sort of membrane on the roof or on, oh, yeah. on the upper floor. Um, and the, I, I remember thinking as a kid and this was, a, I remember them being like cat legs, but now I'm looking and they're clearly just just men's shoes, although they have sort of like spiky elements that I think I mistook for claws when I was a kid. They um, look sort of like uh, if you took a boot and dipped it in like thick paint. Yeah. Like they're just so clumpy. Or if like a baby kangaroo had shoes on and was in sure. the pouch and was yeah. like pressing as far as it reminds me of um, there's like that special effect where you take stretch fabric and you paint it to look like a wall and then you can like push through it. And oh, you look yeah. Like a face and That's very much what it reminds me of. But we yeah, I, I, I agree. I think I conflated the image with the story itself and was like, oh, she saw these like legs come through the ceiling. Yeah, that's um, what I would do because there was just like one click not scary enough for some reason. Agreed. It's. I think it might be that in usually in these stories, there's also a voice that accompanies the footsteps, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah, or like there's one other like... There's no footprints, but there is a like knife with a face on it or something. Like there's one <laughs> sort of forget me not situation. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah. Um, it, it it also kind of pulls up like I think I am not an older sibling and well, you and I are both younger siblings. Yes. And the idea of being responsible for another younger sibling when a supernatural entity has invaded your home, very scary. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I've Couldn't never imagine. I've never been in this situation before. Yeah. Um, Did you ever babysit? Oh, very briefly. I um what did I, I babysat sometimes my younger cousin, Heather, shout out to mm-hmm. Heather. Um, uh-huh. but that was like maybe twice a year mm-hmm. and it was mostly, it was her and her siblings. Um, but I would like do her homework with her. And then for the next, I think 10 years I had on my resume, like nanny and tutor to four children, <laughs> <laughs> like where the, um, the reference was my aunt. um really stretch that what about you 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 did right um i i like currently watch my nieces and nephews occasionally um yeah i didn't do too much babysitting again i was the youngest i didn't have many siblings and also i just feel like the the 
you know, there weren't a lot of, I, I think still there aren't like a ton of like, like boy babysitters. You know what I mean? I yeah. think they're just not, I, and I hate to make a blanket statement, but I feel like most teenage boys are not responsible enough to be like, to just be like, just sit down here and don't like blow up our GameCube. You know what I mean? Teenage boys can't uh, use inference in a way of that is helpful to other people. Yeah. It, like, I mean, it's like, ugh. <laughs> they're not going to figure out how to unload a dishwasher if they haven't been told exactly how to do it in the past. It took me way too far into my teenage years as a teenage boy to like know to like wash my butt, you know? So there's a lot, there's a lot that is at play. Here. No. I mean, it's like, you know. Oh boy. Inevitably the butt got washed, but <laughs> I know point, now. The butt was washed. <laughs> um, and who would you cast? That's such a good question. Um, definitely Jane Kaczmarek is the mom, um, <laughs> but she's not in this. Uh, let me think for the girl. I don't know. I'm like, I'm having trouble with like the younger women. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, well, I think we feel a pressure. There are a lot of younger women actors and I think we feel a pressure to do something like interesting, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, that is someone true. Who popped into my head was the actress who played Princess Jasmine in the live-action remake of Aladdin. Oh, yeah. Um, who then was in Charlie's Angels. That's uh, right. That remake. Her um, name is Charlie's Angels. Her name is Charlie's Angels. <laughs> um, her name... Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Uh, her name is Naomi Scott. Um, and I don't know. There's something fun about that. Or... Oh, 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 oh. The actress who was in Unbelievable. Um, I believe she's Australian. Oh, what's her name? She, oh, uh, not, no, 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 not Caitlin Deaver, who we've used before. Oh, uh, Danielle McDonald. Oh. She's, like, she just reads as such a, as such a great, like, kind know. of... I, I see her looking great in a teased haircut of the late 80s and early 90s. Let me you know? see. Um, she's been in a bunch of stuff lately. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Australian. Yeah, they're churning out actors Man. left and right. They, I think the first thing you learn before you write your name in kindergarten there is how to do an American accent. <laughs> she's so good. Although, do you know, I always think it's funny when a little bit of Australian slips in through an American accent. Um, which yes. happened, especially with Hugh Jackman early on in his film career. Yes. And I, I delighted as a, as a young teen and being like, mm, that sounded Australian, you know, <laughs> as, as, as like, we're like eating shredded cheese out of a bowl. Yeah. Like, mm, I've got one up on this guy. This is my cereal. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I like that casting a lot. Who'd be the footsteps? Footsteps. Um, that would be be probably scott foley um <laughs> could be like um a peter krause mm-hmm. um i just watched two or three episodes of the show 911, which is a perfect show oh yeah um, with which uh, is yeah the dispatch the fire and the police all in one show and it's i love it it's a it's a perfect mess why um, settle for one when you can get all three in one show? It's three shows. Yeah. Um, we're at peak content. You have to 
You have to get it all in. Um, if only they included animal control in there. That's so true. Just get a just a fourth a spinoff. It's all just the same call where they have to go like euthanize a deer or something because it got lost. <laughs> just the same. It's um, funny. I I think I would cast Hugh Jackman as the footsteps and in a strictly tap dancing role. That's good. Oh, we like that. I know he he would love that. Oh yeah, he loves. I think it. I think they would really appreciate. I feel like very famous people like when they can do a skill that is like, it doesn't matter how famous you are. Yeah. You kind of have to be really good at it. When anyone has a practical skill or like an, an objective skill that's like, like, this is what I feel about coming back from Vegas. People who can like swallow swords, you know, or like use a whip and like cut a cigarette in half. Like, I'm just like, uh, to have a skill that no one could be like, mm, I don't know. I just don't think they're good. Like that's, you know, like no one could say about a sword swallower. Like I just did. I just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> I it didn't buy it. Yeah. It's sort of like, it's like learning a trade, but you know, it's swords. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's great. And who would we cast as like, as, as you, the narrator? As, as as me the narrator um oh boy felicia rashad <laughs> that's perfect a calming sort of velvety voice she's a veil um, she's tech a veil and she's made up for some cosby related gaffes so oh we, we'll god no I it's totally forgot about that. i love when old people don't know how to not say the wrong thing and then like come back and they're like, well, I just, I didn't know. I didn't, um, <laughs> you know, I'm old and, uh, I, I'm old and I say, you don't tell people, you don't tell old people not to say stuff. There recently, or I don't know, like a year or so ago on like the Twitter trending was, uh, Angela Lansbury. And it was like, she's under fire for some controversial comments she made when someone asked her about me too. And I'm like, D- nobody ask Angela Lansbury anything. Just no one ask any beloved actor, any more questions, <laughs> just let them exist. And then, and then everyone <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> like, Oh, just don't, don't, don't try to gotcha Angela. No, don't, um, don't do it. Don't gotcha she, Angela. That's a t-shirt. Don't gotcha Angela. She's been old for like 60 years. <laughs> There's people like that. They just, they were born old. <laughs> I know. I think that's a good way. Everybody's getting plastic surgery to look younger. If I, if I were on a Riverdale now, I would get old face and just, <laughs> I would be out in the sun. I would be drinking beer. Old Let face. me play old forever. <laughs> just moving your hairline higher and higher and higher oh yeah female <laughs> pattern baldness is all the rage yeah um, i i was in, i did a, a workshop in aspen colorado for a couple weeks a few years ago and uh the plastic surgery there was it, it it's almost like there's a plastic surgery culture in which the goal is to look like you've had plastic surgery oh yeah you know? like no one was trying to like blend in um, it was almost, it was like almost a work of art because like people just looked like, um, the characters from cars, like <laughs> big, every, just like rounded out everything and their eyes were huge. You know, I think it's like if your entire social circle looks like that, 
you just kind of have to it's like if if i if i get food with nicole and rachel and they're both wearing ugg boots i'm gonna be like god i should be wearing ugg boots (laughs) it's like that but for face uh yeah the one of the greatest power moves i experienced uh in this party that was thrown for us as like artists in aspen um was halfway through the party the one of the hosts just ignored everybody, sat in his recliner chair, and turned on a DVD of Andrea Bocelli singing at full volume and just disregarded the rest of the party. As background or to watch for his own <laughs> no, personal No, like he enjoyment. just wanted to watch it in the middle of the action. Oh, my Engaging God. with nobody. Like, it, I was like, oh, man, this person, it, it was hard to gauge to what level I admired this person and what level I was like, that's a sociopath and is exactly wrong with this country. That's hard. Yeah, um, it was hard. Well, damn. They also said immediately that they wouldn't remember our names, which was hard. They were like, <laughs> I was like, hi, I'm Andrew. They're like, I'm not going to remember anyone's name. So I was like, oh, okay. What a weird experience. Yeah, and they that also was had a two years 15 ago? Foot, yeah, this, well, I guess now it was like 2015. So it was a while okay. ago. Okay. But they also had a like a 15 foot tall oil painting of them in like honky tonk cowboy outfits, the couple hosting us. And it looked like something out of Pee Wee's Playhouse in that I was like, these people have a great sense of humor. And right before I was like, oh, my God, this painting is amazing. It's a riot. I realized, like, looking into their eyes, oh, these people are not the type to have, like, a kitschy painting. They think this is gorgeous. Good save, Andrew. It's the only time I've ever done a good thing and saved myself from an uncomfortable situation. (laughs) Every other time I've, you know. You're addicted to uncomfortable situations. (laughs) I can't Um, help it. That's so weird that you you get this cool prestigious thing, but then you have to go stay in a rich person's house. We didn't stay. We didn't stay at the house. They invited us over for a party that was supposed oh, to be for okay. them to kind of get to know us. Um, and, and they, they were, were like, people. "I'm not making eye contact." Yeah. The, in fact, the moment I came in, though the um, the one of the hosts, she was like, "I need you to go downstairs into the basement, and I need you to find again." It was the Andrea Bocelli DVD that was watched later on in the evening. No. I need you to go downstairs in the basement and find an Andrea Bocelli CD. It's loose. It's not in its case. And I was just sort of like, oh, I'll be a good guest. I go into the basement. The basement was a full movie theater, not like um, not like a rich movie theater person's like room. It was like a movie theater with like 50 seats. No. Yeah. And playing on the screen was Les Miserables. <sighs> And I have to say, Anna, this is maybe one of the most proud, problem-solving, critical thinking moments of my life. There was a massive wall of DVDs. She was like, there's a loose Andrew Bocelli DVD around here somewhere. And I looked in the screen and I was like, okay, if I know old people, Les Miserables is on the screen. They probably took that case down, put Les Miserables in. Then they had an empty case. They saw the loose Andrew Bocelli CD. They put that in the case and put it back in the wall. And gentle listeners, I was correct. And I found it and I thought I would be received as a conquering hero when I brought the DVD upstairs. And she had truly, she truly acted as though that was the base level of what a human being should be responsible for. I was like, I found the DVD. And she was like, great, put it in the DVD player. <laughs> no, it was very That's not bold. what we do. No, but it's good. The wealthy are our betters, and it's just better. That Those people need to be eaten, and I, I'm not an eat-the-rich sort of person. I think I'm too old to say that, <laughs> but that is so – You're too, at that point, Yeah, you have too much money. 
Yeah, I just, I guess it's like, what do you expect from someone who's in Aspen in the summer? You know, I don't know. Man, that sucks. Like they've made a lifetime commitment there. But anyway, um, yeah, I feel like I, that wasn't my spooky thing that happened this week, but it is a spooky thing that happened within this decade. So It's hard. Being in houses with people is hard, which is sort yeah. of what the story is about. That's true. Again, masterful turn, Anna. Thank Even you. when they're not there, it's hard to be in a house with people. <laughs> Also, hearing the story this time, uh, my first assumption was not, ooh, spooky ghost. It was the person is sort of Spider-Man to the side of the house. Like They went out the front door and just climbed up and are waiting over the door. Oh, that's very scary. And then after the story ended, um, the girl and her sister get murdered. Oh, no. That's what I have to... That's what I have to tell myself to make this story yeah. interesting. This you story, make a, you make good scary. I'm sorry. This story is like tofu. You have to put something on it. You're either imagining that it's the feet in the ceiling, or it will absorb the flavor of your frightening thoughts. Exactly. You gotta. Yeah. You can't just. <laughs> my mother told me that she ate. She's a vegetarian as of like a year and a half or two years ago, and oh, wow. but she's like a Long Island vegetarian, and she's also Catholic, so she's used to like depriving herself and like. <laughs> doing penance basically and she admitted to me that she sometimes eats tofu raw just like cut up on a salad and she's like yeah sometimes i don't feel like waiting you know i don't want to do all things the whole rigmarole oh wow isn't that i I guess if you kind of just think really hard that it's mozzarella like like a like a fresh mozzarella that maybe you can get away with that you can get fooled at a salad bar you could be like oh that's feta (laughs) the amount of times i have been fooled at a salad bar it makes me actually sick. Uncountable. <laughs> um, Anna, what is something spooky that happened to you this week? Um, something spooky. Well, something that I, spooky that I just did to everyone is that um, my friend Leslie, who walks Ladybird for me when I'm at work, <gasps> oh. uh, was here when we were talking, doing the story about people walking around your house, <laughs> and she was in the background walking around my house. So if you heard that. Um, Anna really spooked me. Oh my God. I spooked Andrew tonight. Yeah. Anna did a spooky thing. I did a spooky thing. I did a spooky thing to Andrew, um, which still counts as my spooky thing. Um, (laughs) But it was that uh, we were FaceTiming and Leslie was behind me. And I was like, and I didn't explain to him that she was there. We like overlapped. Um, (laughs) And I was like, oh, it's so weird. I've been feeling this like weird presence in my house that there's this woman who was like, apparently I just found out this woman was killed in my apartment right before I moved in. And she had like <laughs> short brown hair. And like, I was wondering how much Andrew would be scared, but it turns out that he sort of couldn't hear or see anything because the FaceTime was bad for a second. <laughs> so you so were just like, what? <laughs> all I, all I heard was I could, I could sort of see the image. You were blurry. And I heard the very end of the conversation where you were, or I heard the words, a woman was killed in my apartment. And I get this, and I just, as that was happening, the image was refining and I could see a form behind you. And I think my brain just broke. Oh, oh, that's good. I didn't know yeah. you got scared. I did get scared. I think <sighs> like, I, like I've mentioned in previous episodes, I have so turned off in a very dangerous, toxic way, my ability to be startled. Um, that I never, when something scary is happening and it's real, I never really think it's happening. Oh my God. Like I'm like something, this has to be something. And like the time we were chased by the man who roared at us like a werewolf the whole time, I wasn't really running for my life because I was like, 
this is a prank. <laughs> yeah, that's the 1% of the time where you're yeah. like, you're being casual because you don't want to be embarrassed by yourself, but there's a no. werewolf. There's a, um, there was a werewolf and he chased us. And also right now I'm looking behind you and the scary plant is behind you. The scary plant, he looks like a man. That is true. It is currently behind me. We have not yet gotten rid of it. We, in fact, we put Christmas lights on top of it, which uh, I'm sure have made it furious. It's going to make it worse. Yeah. Um, Andrew, what's something scary that happened to you this week? Okay. Um, so I, in case this part gets cut out from earlier in the episode, I was in Las Vegas this weekend, um, with some friends for our friend Nicole's birthday. Uh, and there was in this, in this show that we saw, which I think I said, opium, which is really amazing. Uh, it's at, I believe the cosmopolitan. Um, but it's like this outer space burlesque show. And in one of the parts, um, uh, a, a performer swallows a bunch of swords, oh. and then at the end, he spins the swords around and saliva flies everywhere. Ugh. And I was sure that it was some, again, <laughs> something's wrong with my brain. I was like, this must be a trick of the light, or like, this must be a planned thing. It's like water or something. And the women behind us, there were like three. Um, like platinum blonde, forty-something women who were just having the time of their lives, and in that part, one of them screamed and was like, "It, it went on my lips." And we looked, oh. and truly, she was covered with saliva. And we were no. like, "Is it water?" And she was like, "No, no, it smells like mouth." <laughs> no. Ew. Yeah. So that was scary, I I, like mostly that. because I thought, I thought, like, oh, what if I had got because. I'm astounded, frankly, that my mouth wasn't open or my eye, like that it didn't just go careening in my mouth or my eye. And then the whole time I'd be like, well, God only knows what the oh consequences of this will be. That What if she then could um, swallow swords? That'd be good. <laughs> Maybe. That would be nice. I Yeah, I truly was amazed by that act, though. Um, That's there, so and cool. That, and they 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 brought up a uh, a woman from the audience and had her pull the sword out from the the sword swallower who was like bent over at the waist and oh Ugh. god it just was it just was like one of the most stressed out moments of my life but I, I again fully screamed for you know the hour and a half was a major nuisance to the whole rest of, of the audience of course yeah i i feel like i know that there is a way to keep that those swords can't kill you. But I, I feel like if I were called upon to pull it out, I would have absolutely destroyed that man. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Cause he was like, he was like, I mean, don't do this wrong because it will kill me. And then he was like, so should we practice? And the woman very earnestly was like, no, thank you. And he was like, okay, hon, we're going to practice. <laughs> oh. So that was my spooky thing. That sucks. Yeah. The, sp- um, the spookiness of internal bodily damage. Oh, absolutely. And the spookiness of Ladybird sort of winding into a, a waffle a waffle print um throw blanket means that oh, it's that so time good. of the episode where we say Get, get out. out Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.